Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your- the myth, the man, and the legend, Mr. Mookie Mitchell. How you doing, bro? Hey, bro. How you going? Yeah, I'm going good over here this way. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm in good spirits. Uh, it's been a quiet week in Knicks basketball. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've been talking lately. We're going to record. Um, we got to jump right on for the people. Yeah. But um, I'm looking forward to um, this offseason. Um, I liked like what Fizz had to say in um in that interview you sent me the other day as well. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I love the fact that him, Scott Perry, and Steve Mills are all on the same page. I've loved that they uh, they've shown him tough love, as he likes to put it in his own words, um, during during training and stuff like that, giving ideas. And that, but at the same time, he's also got their full backing, which is good too. So, um. Yeah, it's a, as I said, I'm excited about this off season. It's a it's a very it's a very exciting off season for a change. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. That was that that was a great intro to episode thirty three. Um, let's get right into it though. He's talking about this a little bit earlier, so I guess since the NBA draft is coming up, you always gotta have your plan A, your plan B, your plan C. So we got to talk about a situation where what if we don't get the number one pick? So let's get right into that, man. Let's plan A, plan B, plan C. You don't get the number one pick. You get any pick between two to five. What are you doing? All right. Well, obviously, if we if we miss out on Zion, um, there's three guys that, that I'd be looking at myself. Um, plan A, I guess, missing out on him for me personally would be DeAndre Hunter. Um, had an absolute blinder of a season. Um, no other way to put it. And and had a really good NCAA tournament final game as well. So. Um, he totally shut down Jarrett Culver. Um, he's even been spoke about as he is. He could be very similar uh, to Kawhi Leonard. Um, he's got decent yeah, size. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I reckon he would be a good pick if, if we missed out on Zion as a plan A, um, just because of his two-way potential. Um, you know, at, at the start of the season, he, he was more known for his defense, but he, he definitely came a long way. Um, and as people, if people didn't see his games throughout the season, if, if they managed to catch that NCAA final, um, they would have seen what um, how far he's come on offense as well. So that's that's what I mean with two way potential there. Um, plan B, uh, I guess I, I'd probably go with someone like a Brandon Clark. Um, that's I'd, a good pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's. Um, Defensive anchor again for Gonzaga. Um, power, what is he? Play off, plays power forward. Um, yeah, he's, he'd be a good another solid pick. Again, uh, I'm, I'm sort of looking at sort of solid but safe 
safe picks that have got really good upside. Um, he's, he's another one that that came a long way on offense too because he was he was more um, initially known for his defense. Um, we all knew, knew sort of what he could do defensively. Um, he, he's similar to Mitch in the sense of rebounds and blocks, you know. Um, so and it was good just to see him open up his offensive game um, sort of halfway and lettering to the season and, and sort of show off. I think, I think he kind of separated himself for me personally from PJ Washington because I kind of had him sort of side by side there thinking, well, it's a bit of a much muchness really between the two. Um, they both got good size, obviously. Um, I, I both think they both got NBA ready bodies. Um, but yeah, for me, um, Brandon Clark, um, he'd, he'd be my plan B. Um, plan C, obviously, would be RJ Barrett. Um, I, I know there's a lot of people that, that, that are a bit har and har about him. Um, I personally think that, yeah, he has, he has got a long way to go in his game, but I'm quite confident that his godfather, Steve Nash, is, is going to get him up to speed um, and is probably going to bring out the best in him. Definitely agree. Uh, Definitely agree. You know, with, with with RJ, I know a lot of people. You know, they they they're a little bit worried, say, on the defensive end and and stuff like that. But there there was points throughout the season where he showed on what he can do on the defensive end um, when he's locked in. And and at the end of the day, I, I like to say to people, I mean, you know, they they're kids. They're still they're still learning. Um, they'll still be learning for their first few years in the in the league. Um, you know, and then, then he's got to he's got to also learn going from college college speed to, to NBA speed as well. Um, but I think you know, like like Fizz got locked down with Mitch. I, I think if if we landed RJ Barrett, he could do the same, locking down the defensive fundamentals and and stuff like that. But I could see him. You know, um, he's very sort of Kobe esque in the sense of his mentality. Um, he, I think he's got good leadership qualities. He could go into a good leader. Um, he's very boisterous. I, I love that about him. Um, you know, as I've mentioned before, him and Zion just feed off one another. Um, so, so I, I could see him feeding off, you know, other people too. Like if we landed him and we got a Kevin Durant, just them two feeding off each other, just their energies. Um, again, it could be, you know, um, an RJ sort of Zion. Obviously, Kevin's not at the size of Zion, but if you know what I mean, just the just the same nature of, of the energy, the pure energy, those two would probably feed off each other. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Definitely agree with all three. Um, my plan A is actually your plan C is R.J. Barrett. Uh, I think you do anything you possibly can to get R.J. Barrett if you don't get the number one pick. Just because shooting guard is probably the position of need, um, R.J. could be dynamic in the open court. Left-handed, um, I like RJ. He he can. He has some passing ability. He's a great rebounding guard. Uh, I think he could play both guard spots depending on you know the situation of the game. And I think RJ would be a great safe pick. You know, freshman Duke record for points total. And I think he's going to be a good kid, man. I think he's going to be a great NBA player. Uh, he's definitely going into the new age of NBA type of guard. Example, James Harden, you know, CJ McCollum, Devin Booker, 
uh, it's a lot of great guards right now. So he's coming into a league right now where it's guard play oriented, and he he's gonna be a good player. Um, my plan B was actually to see if we could trade down to get two, probably two first round picks, if possible. Um, example, let's say if we get the second pick or the third pick and the Hawks get the fourth pick and the ninth pick, hey, you want to trade? Or we'll give you our pick, both the Dallas picks. We'll give you another pick as well. And we'll be picking fourth and ninth, and that's a chance you could probably get a DeAndre Hunter with a ball ball, or you could probably get a, 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 a Jared Culver and a DeAndre Hunter or Jared Culver and Brandon Clark because – I, as I've been seeing and noticing a lot of draft boards, Brandon Clark's been going into the mid team And I think a lot of that is due to age. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, yeah, that's my plan B, you know, trade down and see what your options are and, and, and go from there. Um, my plan C, whew, plan C. And I, I hope to God we don't have to go to plan C. But my plan C would be, for example, let's say we get the fourth pick. I would trade that pick and try to get a Bradley Bell over here. Um, just for me personally, uh, you know, the pick, the fifth pick would be nice, but it would be nice to get a guard that could also help Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson come along, um, see if we could stick our nose for Bradley Bill, and that would be my third option. So that's my option C. Um, just try to see if we could get Bradley Bill, get us an experienced guard who would come in and take the pressure off the the, the other guys and, and, and play good basketball. And I like the way Bradley Bill played basketball. He's not a ball hog. He's not a chuck either. So another you know, guy as well. Yeah, yeah, great personality, great locker room guy. So, Bradley Bill would be my option to see. Um, basically, about that. Um, so, since we got those three options out of the way, I think we could get into the last thing of this segment. Um, I think you wanted to bring, you wanted to talk about something. Actually, you had a topic. Um, what was the um, yeah, well, basically, I just wanted to sort of sort of talk about just in general um, who I'd like to see kept, uh, be kept on the, on the current roster that we got now um, and what I'd sort of like to see plans-wise for the offseason, like happen in the offseason. Um, of course, we, we just spoke about the draft. Um, so, obviously, after that, you've got the free agency um, and, of course, uh, teams could be open to trades. Teams could be open to trades on draft night, obviously, as well. Um, but, I mean, I'd like – obviously, uh, Knox and Mitch are going to be around, um, so I don't really need to get in, in, into them. Um, they're kind of obvious. Uh, so, out of everybody else. Uh, sorry, people. Sorry, people. Back to schedule programming. Episode <laughs> stated the New York Knicks podcast. Um, it's your boy Slizzy. My guy, Mr. Mitchell. Um, the second and the last part of this segment, 
um, you was getting into the guys that you wanted for us to keep on the roster specifically. Um, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw a twist in there. I'm gonna give it a cap. So this cap, I'm gonna have it at. If you, we gonna be realistic. You gotta have six players that you want to see kept on this roster. Yeah. Going into free agency. So shoot them. All right, six players on the current roster. Uh, I'd go Trier. Uh, DSJ, obviously. Um, Knox and Knox and Mitch, um, of course. Uh, Dotson uh, and uh, probably Kadeem Allen. Um, you know, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take, I'll take Kadeem Allen, man. He he pick up the opposing point guard, ninety four Fleet. Yeah, yeah, ninety four. Up the up the court, so I can see why you work at Dean Allen. Yeah, I yeah. Can see why he's a good um, two way guard. Um, I, I I don't even know why Boston gave up on him early, but you know that that worked out for us. Um, you know he, he's got toughness, um, got good good size for his height. Um, yeah, he's a baller, man. Like he, he's um, very underestimated. Very underestimated. Um, so he, he could definitely – I'd just keep him around because he's definitely an option, you know, at point guard if, say, injuries happen, you know, sort of like a third-string point guard. I mean, you know, I, I kind of think he's played even – though, even though there was improvement with DSJ, I kind of think Kadeem kind of stole his, stole his light a little bit with his play, you know, like um, – just, just the way he plays both ways, you know. So uh, that that's that's another reason I want to keep Kadeem Allen around. No, yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely. Agree. I would have to only switch two people on your list. I'm switching Dotson and I'm switching DSJ. I'm switching Dotson for Luke Cornett and I'm switching DSJ for Frank Nicolina. Only because I'm thinking positionless basketball, Frank could play three positions. Luke Cornett could play power forward and center. Luke Cornett could block shots. Luke Cornett could hit a three. Frank could play defense. He doesn't really need the ball. He he, he moves the ball. So I'm thinking of those attributes. I, I, we could keep Kadeem. I, hopefully, I hope we could keep Kadeem Allen, but... Yeah, I, I like your your six, your group of six. I just would switch those two. Yeah, yeah, and Luke uh, Luke Cornett, it's a good one too to to keep around. Um, I don't, I don't think he'll be very expensive either if we want to hang on to him. Um, and I I think he's got value. You know, like again, yeah, again, he's like a guy you can plug in if if you if you have injuries. Apart from that, um. I love his teamwork with with Mitch. I actually think when they're both on the court, they um, they play really well together. I definitely agree. As you can see, Luke Cornett, that game he had six blocks, and Mitchell Robinson had two blocks. And it was looking tough under the yeah. basket. I, I would like to see that in the future. If Fisdale could mix that up in there sometimes to throw a team off, you know, when they see the the two threes on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a nice sight to see. Um 
Lou Cornette, shout outs to the guy. Um, Kadeem Allen, another guy, G Lee, call up, plays hard. I appreciate the Boston Celtics for letting him go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got a lot of skill, man. It is tough. He's gritty. I like him. I like them both. Luke Cornett and Kadeem Allen. I like them both. I think we could keep them both here on cheap contracts as well. So those type of guys, you look at and you evaluate them to see who just fits around Kyrie and KD, Yeah, if those are the two targets. Because Kyrie, a guy like Kyrie, he's not that great on the defensive end. No. So typically a guy like that. I, I will say he's gotten so better, though. He ha- uh, in my opinion, he's gotten better on the defensive. It, he has, he has, and he he tries hard. He he's saying he's a leader. He's been showing these playoffs. He could he could defend. Yeah. but you know he's a little on the small side, about six two, six three. Exactly. So you you typically want to surround him with a with a rim protector and a bunch of wings that could defend and shoot threes. Yeah, and at least two of those wings. They could get their own shot, a la KD. Yeah, exactly. And then you just, you make sure, hopefully the Knicks, they have been competent, but you make sure that you got a guard behind Kyrie. You make sure you have two guards, two point guards on your roster at all times when you got a guy like Kyrie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that that's why I, I personally think, you know, if, if we were to keep uh, DSJ and, and Kadeem, see, there's they're two young guys you, you can fall back on if he does go down with an injury. Of course, you're never hoping for an injury, but with with Kyrie's style of play, it, it kind of happens. Um, you know, uh, uh, the thing I like about him is I, I personally think he stays on the court more than, than Anthony Davis. So, so that's a bonus. Um, <laughs> you know? Um, but it's just his style of play. I mean, you know, you, you, know, you, can, get, you can get niggling injuries and, and, and you know, you with your knees twisting and turning and spinning and, you know, just, just all that. You, of course, you just can get, you know, niggling injuries all, all throughout the season um, when you play hard. Um, there's there's no avoiding it. Um, you know, you, you can um, <laughs> you can have a lifestyle like a lifestyle like LeBron, like how, how healthy he keeps himself. And, and, you know, he's proven you can still go down with injury, you know, so. Yeah, most definitely. Definitely agree. Kyrie is one special cat. Oh, man. And, um, I, and I think, too, I'll, I'll just add, too, like, with, with the point guard position being some point, it's kind of good to have, like, two or three, you know, on the roster just, just for security, you know, like, because you need someone to play that spot always. So, and, and even if they can't score like a Kyrie, if they can dish the ball out to the other guys, you know, that's that's what we want. Um, and obviously, if they can defend their position to the best of their ability, you know. Oh, definitely. Definitely agree with that. It's always roster depth. When you see a team like Portland, the Portland Trailblazers today against OKC and how Portland, literally, I noticed it too, the guy had five reserves on the court against OKC today. Yeah. Five reserves. No starters was on the court. Don't 
Portland is deep. That's a deep team. When you got Rodney Hood, you got Seth Curry, you got a, a couple other guys that's coming off the bench, Collins and, and, and Miles Leonard. It, they're a deep team, and they have a lot of wings. Al Farouk Aminu, you got uh, Evan Turner, Maurice Harkless. You got a lot of interchangeable wings who could defend and help CJ McCollum in, in, in game. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's all about roster construction, and I think just having a a, a, a collective group of wings and a collective group of point guards who could just get the ball rolling whenever, I think that would be great for roster construction. Exactly, exactly. You, you, you know, the more depth you have, the better. Most definitely. Um, any last words for the people before we get out of here? One more thing. May 14th is the lottery. <laughs> so, like we've been doing the past few podcasts together, I'm going to say just pray that we get this draft pick, and I just hope nothing goes sour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, pray, everyone in the Knicks Nation, just pray for May 14th that we, we can land that number one pick. Um, I think I think our good luck charm's being sent there, obviously, in Patrick Ewing. He was the last number one pick we got. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's just all collectively pray at night before we go to sleep, and, um, yeah, wish us the best of luck on May 14th. Oh man, oh man, guys, went hard to sleep, man. <laughs> <laughs> hard to sleep, but I want to thank everybody for tuning in, man. We had to give y'all another take for the people. You know, it's been really quiet in Nick's news lately. You know, you got the the stupid Lonzo Chair article, but that I call that bull bull snot. Um. It's been quiet. People pray that we get this pick. We we both appreciate everybody who's been tuning in, everybody who tunes in. Appreciate the love. State of the New York Knicks podcast. Slizzy, I'm out. Peace.